You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. Good to be with you. Beautiful day. Chamber of Commerce Day here in St. Louis. Our focus on the Cardinals this hour and next and much more on sports on a Sunday morning. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, we welcome you. Downtown St. Louis looks spectacular. It's sunny with a blue sky. I don't see a cloud in the sky. It is a wonderful day to be outside and enjoy the day and enjoy the fact that the Cardinals are closing in on an NL Central title. However, Things were cut short a little bit yesterday. Of course, you know about Friday and how much fun that was. Here's that. With the widespread stance, arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch. The 1-1 pitch. A swing, and there it goes! Left field, way back! That's home run number 700! Pujols hits a three-run homer, and he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd. 2022, 8.23 p.m. Pacific time. Historic call by John Rooney on KMOX Friday night as the Cardinals clobbered the Dodgers 11-0 and two home runs from Albert Pujols, 700, joining that elite club of Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. Then yesterday, the Cardinals give up the long ball early. This happened. One-strike pitch. There's a high fly ball. That's it deep. Left center field, and that ball is gone. A two-out home run for Will Smith, who has hit safely his last five games. And if Montgomery has had a problem lately, it has been a home run. And this time it's Will Smith putting the Dodgers on the board. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery was off yesterday. He gives up that home run. It's one to nothing. Second inning, Trace Thompson homers off him to make it two to nothing. Still in the second inning, runner on Claudio Vargas. Vargas has yet to ground into one of the majors. He gets this one in the air, deep to left center field, and that ball is gone. Vargas hits the home run with one out in the second, scoring Austin Barnes. Four nothing Dodgers. Cardinals Montgomery needs to be better as 
they move closer to the postseason and get into the playoffs. They're going to need him. They lose this game by a final of 6-2, to two, not before Nolan Arenado cracked a home run. That was in the sixth inning. 6-2, to two, the final score. Let's listen in as we're going to hear from Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel next hour. We're going to have him join us at 11.15 Central Time just to give a little extra time out there on the West Coast. Here he is on Bally Sports Midwest after a 6-2 loss. Yeah, uh, fastball and change up. Um, but uh, overall, I thought his stuff was actually pretty good. They just beat him. Uh, they took some really good swings and got to the fastball and uh, had a good approach. But overall, uh, I actually liked what we saw stuff-wise. So his location was pretty good near you? Uh, yeah. Um, no different than some of his other outings. He beats people up top, and they got to a couple pitches there. But uh, overall, Dak looked pretty good out of the pen. Yeah, Dak did a nice job. Uh, continued to attack with the fastball sinker. Uh, you can tell that their their intent was to get underneath this stuff and um, got some fly ball outs to center and right. But overall, uh, really nice job to keep the score there. Yeah, it did keep the score at a relatively tight game after giving up a lot of home runs early three by Montgomery. Dodgers flexed their muscles yesterday after the Cardinals went wild on Friday. Rubber match today as Adam Wainwright will start against the Dodgers. 3-10 start for him. Let's listen in. Here's more Bally Sports Midwest, Jordan Montgomery. Sadly, I thought that was probably some of the best stuff I've had all year. Just got barreled up every time, so uh, good lineup and... They got me. Yeah, Ollie was saying, too, he said, echoed the same thing. He said, they, sometimes you just have guys that take good at bats. You kind of were doing what you wanted to do with them. Yeah. Um, I think we went in there with our game plan and um, just didn't work out. So just got to get through this storm and be better in five days or six days whenever I take the ball again. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to look at their rotation. For now, Wainwright is going to start today, and then they'll see what that looks like as they get closer to the end of the regular season. Cardinals have the day off tomorrow. They have two games against Milwaukee. That'll be the earliest they can celebrate the NL Central. The Brewers won yesterday over the Reds 10-2, to so the magic number is still four to clinch the division. Cardinals with two games against the Brewers. They come home for three against the Pirates and what will what will be a very festive atmosphere, even though Pools has already hit some 700, and the assumption is that this will not be the last go-around for the Cardinals at Bush Stadium because they're that close to the postseason. It's still going to be a crowd of people that will be traveling in that have been holding these tickets for a long time that for them will be the last chance to see Albert Pools in a Cardinals uniform, and for that matter, Yadier Molina. So it's going to be a huge, huge weekend next weekend at Bush Stadium against the Pirates, and then the Cardinals go to Pittsburgh and finish out against the Pirates as well. So this is a good time to be a St. Louis Cardinals. A friend of mine texted me on Saturday before they lost the game, but still said, we were born Cardinals fans. I mean, isn't that fortunate? <laughs> And that's absolutely true. What a great run this has been for this St. Louis franchise. Just that close to another postseason berth. But they got to get better. I mean, they have to figure out a way to get that rotation set. If you look at it right now, Quintana and Michaelis are coming off good starts. Jack Flaherty had a better start, but he needs to continue to show that he can go deeper into games. Adam Wainwright's dealing with a dead arm. This is a big game for him right now. And Montgomery, we just illustrated for you the issues that he had. And he said, sadly, that was some of my best stuff, and it got barreled. So he's trying to figure it out as well. Cardinals lose the game 6-2 to the Dodgers yesterday. Brewers win their game. Magic number remains 
at four. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a look at some other sports, including Mizzou. What in the world? They drop another game in excruciating fashion, adding to a history of doing so. The Blues win their game in Wichita. They played their first preseason game of the year. We'll hear from Coach Craig Berube and from Logan Brown, the St. Louisan who had a couple of goals. That's next on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Sports on a Sunday morning coming to you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Ollie Marmel, Cardinals manager, will be with us next hour. Normally at 10.15, we're going to push it back one hour to visit with the Cards skipper as he's out on the West Coast. This, for Mizzou fans, is familiar. It's not any less frustrating, though, as the Tigers of Auburn beat the Tigers of Mizzou by a final of 17-14. But you have to really tell the story to understand how bad this was. Uh, this was an abysmal loss. And, you know, it's a two really dreadful teams, to be honest with you. I mean, Auburn and Mizzou are kind of middle of the pack to lowest of the low in the SEC, depending on who you talk to. Auburn once proud, now trying to figure out who they are with uh, Brian Harson, their coach, unsuccessful so far. Eli Drinkwitz has been given a little more time, a lot more time. They're a little more demanding at Auburn, to be honest. I mean, the, the Mizzou, I know the fans are rabid, uh, but the fan base fell off there for a little bit. Uh, the, the administration, you just question what is going on at Mizzou, and and can they get back to where they once were? This was a once proud program. Uh, you know, we you all know the history. In the 1960s and 70s, in the 80s, they fell completely off the map. Larry Smith got them back in the late 90s, back on track to being a bowl team and being exciting. And then uh, Gary Pinkle took them to another level uh, and raised the standard and said, you know, this isn't good enough. Losing a game by a couple touchdowns to Texas at home is not a win. You know, we need to win. And he raised the standard of excellence. Why can't we win 9, 10, 11 games? And in 2007, Missouri was the number one team in the nation for a week and then lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, got knocked down. Had they won that game, they would have been playing for the national championship. But that wasn't the end of it. Missouri went to the SEC, very controversial move. A lot of people... Uh, thumb their noses at it, and including people in the SEC. And it didn't take Pinkle long. He adjusted, I think somewhat resistant to not being a power football team, but being a little more open and flinging the ball around and trying to do what he could without a massive offensive line that takes time to develop. And they went to back-to-back SEC championship games. Lost to Auburn, uh, lost to Alabama, but a team that was competing in the SEC, and quite honestly, you know, they would have been right in the mix too, very close, uh, going to that SEC championship game the first time. That was a really good Missouri team. Where are they now? They are, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know what their identity is. And Eli Drinkwitz and his program has got to find a way. This is just it in the SEC. You cannot, unless you want to be a 5-6-7 win team, I don't think they want to be. And if they are going to be great, they're going to have to find a way to win games like yesterday. 
Uh, it's just a matter of execution, and the Tigers were not good enough. They lost the game 17-14 in overtime. They had a tie game. They finally were able to force a turnover when they stopped Auburn on a fourth and one, took the ball over at their own 30-yard line. They went down the field. A 26-yard field goal by normally reliable Harrison Mevis was missed. They went to overtime. Auburn kicked a field goal to go up 17-14. And then, inexplicably, Nathaniel Pete, the Missouri running back, down at the one-yard line, drops the football. It's recovered by Auburn in the end zone. Yes, it's a another freak thing that's happened to him. The fifth down, the kick ball, the kick six, or whatever you call it. I was at the game in 97 against Nebraska, the Corby Jones game, and then this. But there's more. There have been many more excruciating losses by this Missouri team. They lost the game on a fumble at the one-yard line, a dropped ball at the one-yard line carried by a running back that was about to score the winning touchdown. If you're a Missouri fan and I grew up as one, uh, I, I feel it, I understand it, and the only way to fix it is to throw money at it, quite honestly. I mean, the SEC, these institutions have big budgets. If Missouri wants to get serious, they're going to have to find a way to improve their staff. I'm not saying they need to let go Drinkwitz. I think that he's recruited well, and I think he has some promise, but they've got to find they cannot let Josh Heupel's get away. They can't let uh, any, they have to build a staff. You got to have coordinators. You got to have, look at Nick Saban. I mean, I know he's the best to ever do it, but he never takes anything for granted. They consistently bulk up their staff and try to find ways uh, to do more and more. That's the ultimate. You're not going to touch an Alabama, but you can be Kentucky. Can't you? I mean, Kentucky found a way to do it to get into the top 25, top 15, top 10 consistently. Why can't you do that at the University of Missouri with the football program that they've had through the years? So it's it's a tough one to take. It really is if you're a Mizzou fan, and I feel you wholeheartedly. Let's switch over to the Blues, more pleasant conversation. The Blues, Stanley Cup champions in 2019, they are trying to get back to the promised land, and they're not that far away. Yesterday, they lost the game, or won the game, I should say, 5 4 in a preseason game against the Coyotes. Jake Neighbors with a couple of goals. Logan Brown, the St. Louisan, with a couple of goals, including the game winner. I think the most important thing here is that Jordan Bennington is their franchise player. He is the reason they were in the series against the Avalanche last season, and he is the reason that they lost the series. Because when Nazem Kadri knocked him out, they just weren't going to recover without Benner. That's just plain and simple. He is the franchise. They can move around all these great forwards and defensemen that they have, but Jordan Biddington won them a Stanley Cup, and he could win them another one if he's hot. The good news is he's healthy. He came out of yesterday's game, gave up a goal on eight shots. Let's listen in on Craig Berube, the Blues coach. Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch. Your overall impression? Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, you know. Um, You know, it's um, for the first game, and... A lot of young guys in there, and I thought the guys competed real hard and did some real good things, you know. I, I was pretty happy with that. And by design, obviously, you brought a younger team. Just you got to look at these guys sometime, huh? Yeah. Early on in uh, preseason games, we're going to play young guys and, um, you know, play some guys that uh, we're looking at for a spot. You wanted to, though, to get Bennington out there, just get his yeah. feet wet here? Yeah, it was good. It was good, like, to get him in there. After what what he went through and uh, this summer and everything, I think it was good to get a period in. Yeah. Uh, 
Logan Brown, Jake Neighbors, both you know competing for for spots. They, they kind of their stuff. Yeah, they were very good tonight, um, along with a lot of other guys. I mean, you know, they're on the scoreboard, but um, they did a good job there, and um, I thought they had solid games. Uh, I can see why you guys signed Ferk. That's, that's a hard shot, huh? Yeah, he's got a real good shot. You know, and he. He's not going to pass up shots. He's going to shoot it when he's in that in that position, and um, you know he's effective. Yeah. Anybody else uh, catch your eye tonight? You, you know, like there's a lot of guys that worked hard up front, Pitlick and Highmore, and you know there's other guys too that competed and four checked hard, and and they're role players. You know, they're uh, they're guys that give you energy, and they're uh, physical players. Um, you know, I thought on the back end. Uh, you know, pruning tests were solid back there, along with all our D. I thought they did a good job. The whole D core, they were composed with the puck and made plays and, you know, defended overall pretty well. Seemed like a pretty fast pace. Maybe sometimes almost too fast. Guys were so excited they were overskating the puck at times. Yeah, like no, for sure. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to make an impression. So, um, you know, it's not always clean and, you know, crisp out there. But uh, the effort was there and uh, guys were competitive. That's important. You know, that's what you want. What did you think of the setup here in the atmosphere for It was game? great, great rink. You know, the atmosphere was really good. You know, it was great support from uh, the fans here. So it, it's, it, was, it was awesome. Definitely a blues crowd, huh? <laughs> Definitely. That is Coach Craig Berube in Wichita, Kansas, where they had the game yesterday. That's where their exhibition game was played. And this is a push by the blues, I think, getting some fans going in Kansas City and the surrounding area, now Wichita. It's good for them. They're trying to become a regional team, the heartland of hockey. And that's exactly where they've gone. Uh, the Chiefs Blues kind of have this little thing going where the Chiefs like the Blues and the Blues like the Chiefs. Anyway, they'll be back in St. Louis soon. But I love how the NHL they play they have two days of training camp and then they go play a game. They get right at it and they won yesterday over the Coyotes. Five to four. We have, speaking of the Chiefs, them on 97.1 FM today. Their pregame should get going in just a little bit. Noon kickoff for them. That broadcast at noon on 97.1 as they take on the Indianapolis Colts. Chiefs five and a half point favorites in that game today. That line hasn't moved much. But that is a small line, I think. I think this is a powerful Chiefs team that has not exploded yet. And with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the rest of the crew, we'll see if they can do that. They, I mean, they have a good first week, but I thought last week things uh, scaled back just a little bit for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see where that goes today. We'll investigate the entire NFL schedule for you in just a little bit. Chiefs won their first game. They blasted Arizona 44-21, but against the Chargers, 27-24 win, and Patrick Mahomes was 24 of 35 for 235. And Kelsey was the receiving leader and only had 51 yards receiving, five catches for 51. I think things might change a little bit today against the Colts. We'll see. And then we also have on KMOX for you, after Cardinal Baseball today, soccer. We will carry City 2 against North Texas FC MLS Next Pro Playoffs from Ralph Cordy Stadium on the campus of SIUE at 6.30. The play-by-play voice is Nate Gatter, and he'll be joining us next on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I mean, even Kansas football is 4-0. They won yesterday as well. Sorry, Nate Gatter from Mizzou Athletics. Also, uh, who's going to call games uh, for us on KMOX City 2. I was uh, a little heated up last segment, in the middle of last segment, about Mizzou football losing yesterday to Auburn in excruciating fashion. Uh, Give me, if you would, first of all, good morning. It's great to have you on KMOX. How are you? I'm good, Tom. Great to be with you. It's great to hear your voice. I know we're going to talk some soccer, and you do Mizzou Athletics for SEC Network, but can you give me some hope or some optimism about the Mizzou football program after what I saw yesterday, it's difficult. I know uh, to, to try to paint a rosy picture, but I'm, I'm really down right now. Can you explain what is going on? Uh, yeah, it was tough. I, I tell you what, I mean, I think a lot of fan bases like to wallow and you hear fans saying, oh, well, this always happens to us. Things always go wrong. Um, I, I roll my eyes sometimes when I hear Cardinals fans say that because I know the perception of Cardinals fans by every other fan base, which is that, you know, the Cardinals devil magic comes through when they need it. For Mizzou, and I say this knowing that I'm biased and I'm a Mizzou grad and a Mizzou fan and all of that, I actually think it's true. And that was, even I thought that they were going to find a way to win the game. I, even I thought it was beyond their ability to, uh, to find a way to give it up at that point. So I feel your pain. I understand um, that was an especially tough one. I think the silver lining is that they do clearly have more talent top to bottom on the roster than they've had in a long time. And they were able to go on the road against Auburn. And I know Auburn is down, but still go on the road against a big-name SEC program and play well enough that I think 99 times out of 100, maybe 999 out of 1,000, they win the game. That doesn't make it easier to lose the game. 
but maybe it gives us a little more reason for optimism for the remainder of the season and moving forward under Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Drinkwitz quoted by Dave Matter of the Post-Dispatch saying there's so much energy, time, and passion put into these games to come so close and to lose. It's heartbreaking. It's tough, but this is going to be a resilient team. They'll come back. That's my job. Get them back. They have Georgia on Saturday. Good luck there. Number one team in the country comes in Saturday night at Furrow Field for a 6.30 kickoff. The other thing, Nate, and I know we're going to talk some soccer in a moment, but I'm just getting this off my chest, is that Luther Burden uh, was targeted three times, didn't have a catch, didn't have a carry. There has to be some reason for this other than, I know they're not ignoring Luther Burden. Uh, He is a freshman, and I know expectations had to be uh, tempered a bit, but uh, it's hard. It's tough. I mean, in my mind, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid as a St. Louisan, but he's the most talented player on the roster. So it's hard for me to see Luther not getting that football. Yeah, it is tricky. Uh, you know, I'm not an expert on the X's and O's. I'm not an expert on why they want a limited snaps to the degree that they do, because he's not even on the field uh, for close to every offensive snap generally. Um, he's explosive and he's electric, and they don't have a lot of that on the roster this year. I think some of it is their ability to throw the football in general. I mean, both teams yesterday really struggled to throw the ball beyond five yards or so. Um, Brady Cook brings something to the table. He's not the pure passer that even Connor Bazelak was, so I wonder if Bazelak were still the quarterback. It would limit Mizzou in other ways, but would we see more Luther Burden? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, But obviously there's also a concern with, you know, how does Luther feel about this, about the amount of attention that he's getting offensively, about the touches he's getting on the football, because it doesn't matter all that much if you get one of the best recruits in the history of the country, or history of the program, I should say, and you don't give him the ball enough, and then he's in the transfer portal after his freshman year, right? Then we're left sort of holding the bag in the sense that you did all that work and got him to campus, and now he's in an Alabama uniform or a Georgia uniform the next year anyway. I hear you. Uh, This is what I would do. I'd turn him loose this Saturday against Georgia. And don't tell Georgia. (laughs) Just play it like, you know, yeah, he's a work in progress. He's a development. And then just turn him loose on Saturday night and see if you can catch some fire. The 99.9% chance you're going to lose the game, but at least you could have a good time and throw your talent out there and see what you got in Luther Burden against an elite team that otherwise is going to shut down your running game, going to shut down your passing game. Uh, They are a phenomenal football team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Anyway, want to switch topics, and thank you for for taking a couple of questions on that. Nate Gatter is with us from Mizzou Athletics SEC Network, but he is in town to call soccer, and we have it tonight, 6.30, 6.20 pregame for City 2 against North Texas FC MLS Next Pro here on KMOX. Pretty exciting, Nate, and great to have you on the crew. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we, we got to do the final regular season game uh, last week against Sporting Kansas City, too, which was a great atmosphere out at uh, Ralph Corey Stadium at SIUE. Hopefully people will come out tonight to start the playoffs against North Texas, uh, St. Louis City, too, the number one seed in the Western Conference, 49 points from 24 games in the regular season. And this is a, a team that was put together with a real developmental eye. They, it was a pretty inexpensive roster compared to the rest of the league, especially at the beginning of the season before some of these established European players started to arrive. 
who are going to be part of the team uh, next year in MLS. But they haven't necessarily been seeing a lot of the field, certainly not all together. It's not as though City 2 are running out a lineup of six, seven, eight guys who are going to be in MLS next year. You're probably not going to see more than two or three established professionals uh, at any given time. So it's been really impressive what they've done. John Hackworth deserves a lot of credit. Obviously, he has a great background in the USL with uh, Louisville City before coming over to to St. Louis City now and going to be the director of coaching going forward, even beyond this year, helping to really unify the club and the the message that they have. And I think we've seen that already, that City are very connected and committed to their style. Uh, That was why they brought in Luch Van Steel, the sporting director, so early, more than two years before kicking off in MLS. It's why they hired the head coach of the MLS team, Bradley Carnell, more than a year before kicking off at MLS. And it's why they have John Ackworth's position. Everything is all about lining up, making sure everybody is pushing and pulling in the same directions. And uh, I think we've seen that already, that, that it's paying dividends. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a fun and engaging style for fans. And we're getting a taste of it uh, as, it, as it stands right now uh, in MLS Next Pro. It is exciting, no doubt about it. What was your impression overall just to being in the booth for us, uh, seeing that uh, crew for the first time? You were at Ralph Cordy Stadium for that previous game at SIUE against Sporting KC, too. Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't their best effort, to be honest. And that's one of the interesting things about where they are right now is they had a really, really good regular season. They were rewarded with the number one seed, but they're sort of limping into the playoffs in that they lost two in a row and then had a draw against Sporting Kansas City, too, this past weekend. Uh, lost the extra point on penalties, but it didn't matter because they had already secured the number one seed by that point. So you hope to do better than one point from out of a possible nine over your final three games going into the postseason. And the Western Conference is really tight. Only three points separated the number one seed in, in City 2 from the number four seed in North Texas. On top of that, City 2 have been playing without a traditional number nine, meaning a, a true out-and-out striker at the top of their formation, which is important for the way they play. And so at, at times against Sporting Kansas City 2, they were getting a lot of service, a lot of good options into the box, and they just didn't have much to aim for. There just weren't many shirts in there for City 2 to aim for, and that's a concern. I mean, they're going to be without Josh Dolling again, who's their leading goal scorer and has been their primary striker because of a red card suspension that he got for a straight red a few games ago he's serving the third of a three-game suspension tonight so he would be available if they make it to the western conference final and they've at times used Jao klaus one of the designated players for mls 25 year old brazilian who's going to be a big part of city's plans next season but he's out with a minor injury hasn't been available last weekend and won't be available tonight so uh, they've been having to kind of make do and playing a bunch of attacking midfielders without having a real striker it made it interesting they were really good and potent in possession there was a lot of creativity but the finishing was lacking. So it's going to be a question of how John Hackworth decides to combat that tonight and if somebody can step up and ultimately be the one to put the ball in the back of the net because City 2 dominated that game against Sporting Kansas City 2 and gave away one really soft goal and probably should have scored two or three more in the end ended up at 1-1 in a game that could have been 3 or 4-0. They need to make sure to take those chances tonight. This is Nate Gatter who will call the action tonight on KMOX City 2 against North Texas FC MLS Next Pro Playoffs from Ralph Cordy Stadium at 6.30 on the campus of SIUE. Final thing for you, Nate, for fans who, I mean, you look at this weather forecast, I mean, at 6.30 it's going to be 75 degrees with the sun setting. I can't think of a better setting except 
if it was at Centene Stadium. I know that we all want to see them at Centene Stadium, but still there's a process that they are under uh, to try to get that place ready to go for the regular season next year and for perhaps some events before that. But can you paint the picture of Ralph Cordy Stadium for us and for fans who are thinking about heading out to SIUE tonight to see this team? What has that been like? I tell you what, it was fantastic uh, last weekend. It, it really, I would say, exceeded expectations. I went once uh, earlier in the season. It was a good atmosphere. It was at another level uh, last weekend. The St. Louisans are out there. They're banging on the drums. They're waving the big flags with just as much enthusiasm as we're going to see at Centene Stadium. It was pretty much full, and that's not a small stadium. The bleachers stretch the you know entire length of the field pretty much. And there was some royalty out in the stands as well. You get to see some of the MLS players who uh, – aren't dressed for the game, who are there watching their teammates. Carolyn Kindlebet, the CEO of the club, was there last weekend uh, as well, taking in the action. So it, it was a great atmosphere, I think, and, and a lot of fun. Um, and you get to see really high-quality soccer. That's the answer, too. A lot of these guys are either seasoned minor league professionals or top-level college players, or in some cases, you get some St. Louis-area teenagers. You know, that's one of the fun things. I talked about this with Joe Pott uh, when I was on last week that one of the fun things about this roster is that you go from a 31-year-old goalkeeper in Roman Berkey who's been brought in to start for City next year at MLS who had more than 450 appearances for Borussia Dortmund, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Meanwhile, a couple of weeks ago, one of the stars for City 2 was 15-year-old Caden Glover, just a local St. Louis area high school kid. And that's, this team serves both purposes at once right now in that uh, you have that really wide range between professionals and upstarts who are trying to establish themselves and maybe one day crack into the first team. So if you want to get a glimpse of what the first team will look like next year or you want to get a glimpse of what it look, might look like seven, eight years from now, St. Louis City 2 is the place to be. Nate, I'm happy for your success. It's great to have you on KMOX tonight for this game at SIUE, this match between City 2 and North Texas FC, MLS Next Pro Playoffs, right here on KMOX. Nate Gatter, thanks for being with us. Thanks so much, Tom. Great to have him. He'll call the game tonight. Play-by-play action right here of soccer. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a couple of big charity events coming up here in the St. Louis area we want you to be aware of. We'll also update you on the college football scoreboard, some other sports happenings around the country, as only sports on a Sunday morning can do from the Stiefel Sports Studio. There's a high fly ball. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 1049 Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. The Americans have what otherwise would look to be a commanding lead in the President's Cup in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're up 11-7 with only 12 singles matches to play at Quail Hollow. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are 4-0 in team matches. No American tandem has done that 
since Tiger Woods and Steve Stricker. But 20-year-old Tom Kim gave the international team the spark it needed. He made a fist-pumping, hat-slamming birdie on the last hole for a one-up win over Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. The internationals won five of the eight matches and cut into that lead. So the President's Cup with some excitement in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to have it here in St. Louis in 2030 at Bell Reef Country Club. Joining us now to talk about another golf event that is coming to to St. Louis this week is Sabrina Cockerham joining us on an event that quite honestly, Sabrina, I am honored to be a part of. Thank you for asking me to be honorary chairman as the Light Foundation supports this event here in St. Louis. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Tom. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for accepting our invitation to serve as the honorary chairman. Your participation and support means so much to us, so thank you very much. Well, thank you. This is Putting for the Kids Charity Golf Outing at Bogey Hills Country Club this Wednesday, September 28th. It will be a lot of fun. We're going to have Louie and Fred Bird out there, members of the St. Louis Blue Crew, which I know you've been associated with. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, I mentioned earlier, with a nice 5-4 preseason win over Arizona. 100% of the proceeds from the turn of, tournament benefit the Walker Scottish Rite Clinic based at Maryville University. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, of course. The Walker Scottish Rite Clinic is a program committed to teaching two through six-year-old children with speech and language disorders the communication skills necessary to succeed in life throughout their lives with their peers. Um, This goal is achieved through early identification and long-term therapy by training parents to use the techniques with their children at home. And something unique and special to the Walker Clinic at Maryville is it receives no federal funding and families are never charged for their services, which is why fundraising events like Putting for the Kids is so important. And Sabrina, this event also kicks off a first-time National Children's Language and Literacy Conference that's going to be held in St. Louis. Local professionals will be able to hear the latest information presented by speech language and literally specialists from literacy specialists from around the country. That's exciting as well in associated with in association with Maryville University. Yes, Tom, we're very excited to be hosting this conference. Many people participating in the golf outing will be attending will be attending the conference and even more conference attendees will be joining us for the dinner and awards ceremony after the tournament wraps up. That's going to be a lot of fun. So putting for the kids golf outing, uh, if you want to get involved with it, I don't know how if you even have spots available this Wednesday, it's possible. Uh, but if you don't, I know that uh, information on the Walker Clinic is readily available at 314-529-9200. Are there other ways to reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in anything about the Light Foundation, the Scottish Rite Clinic, the upcoming Putton for the Kids golf outing, you can go ahead and check all that out at 20. 20- 22 conference.morightcare.org or you can give us a call at the Light Foundation at 314-287-3633. So great to have you on KMOX, Sabrina Cockerham as the Puttin' for the Kids golf outing benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Missouri, the Light Foundation, the Walker Scottish Rite Clinic, Maryville University. Thanks for all you do. Thank you so much, Tom. I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Absolutely. Can't wait. And now joining us, I mentioned the President's Cup, Bell Reef Country Club in 2030. Here comes Bell Reef member Jim Brennan, McKelvey Holmes, my buddy. How are you, pal? Good morning, Tom. And I'm actually sporting a President's Cup Bell Reef sweater here as I'm watching my yeah, grandson Duke over at Luke Hughes. <laughs> 
athletic field. How's, how's he doing? Well, he scored a goal. His cousin scored a goal. They're up three to two over Lou Fuse. So, but uh, second half, we'll see if they can hold on. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, I'm I'm going to save our discussion about the President's Cup at Bell Reeve for another time. I know you have a lot of thoughts on your great country club there and all that is to come, including the BMW Championship. But the purpose of these next few minutes is to draw attention to your family hosting the fourth annual Dance for Dravet Syndrome Foundation to help find a cure. What is Dravet Syndrome, Syndrome, and how has that affected your family personally? Well, Tom, it's a very rare form of epilepsy. And our uh, our grandniece, my sister Pat Odlog's uh, granddaughter, Anna, who you have met, and we're so blessed to have Tom Ackerman be our uh, master of ceremony here for all four years. Uh, we have it on October 14th. It's Dance for Dravet. Uh, if you attend, you might even be able to see Tom Ackerman make some moves there, yeah, right. uh, perhaps after right. a couple makers marks at dance. But <laughs> it, it, uh, we're really working hard to find a cure for this. It's a rare form of ep- epilepsy, and it really affects development uh, both mentally as well as physically. Anna's a sweet little girl. She's happy as could be. She's going to be five next month. But uh, for her to leave anywhere near a normal life, uh, she's going to need care, uh, continuous care. And uh, we're, we're working hard. In fact, uh, some grants have been given to Washington University, and you know how smart those people are there, to help try to find a cure. And uh, this dance, this is our fourth one. Uh, last year, we set a record raising over 400000 Tom, thanks to your efforts. And this year, we're trying to raise 500000 you can find out more on dancefordrevet.org on the web. It's at the Third Degree Glass Factory. Uh, my nephew, Doug Auer, uh, the founder there. My brother, Tim Brennan from Cravings, does all the food. We have J-Rob, which is a real good band. If you've been to uh, the Ritz-Carlton, their, their quartet's going to be performing. And we've got some great oral and silent prizes. Uh, I'm happy to report that uh, this Dance for Dravet is now the largest fundraiser nationally for the Dravet Syndrome Foundation. And, and Tom, it's really a tribute to you, uh, your skills as an auctioneer, and uh, all the generous support we've had here in St. Louis. St. Louis is just such a philanthropic city. Well, you're you're very... You're very kind to say that. Dance for Dravet. Dravet is spelled D-R-A-V-E-T. They have an event October 14th, Third Degree Glass Factory. And I can tell you, folks, that I do a lot of events throughout the year, a lot. But I always know a good event when I hear feedback. And the folks who come to Jim's event are extremely generous. The atmosphere is wonderful. It's a great vibe. It's an awesome party. It's in the middle of October. So usually we're always talking about Cardinals playoffs and having fun with it. So let's have a good time over there at the Dance for Dravet event on October 14th. And it's a rare and terrible disease. It only afflicts 30,000 of over 3 million epileptic patients. Not enough research has been funded. So that's exactly what we are doing. Jim Brennan, thank you so much. We are. Thanks, Tom. We, I mean, you do so much for all these organizations in St. Louis. We're blessed to have you here. I appreciate you very much. There's Jim Brennan with us on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday Morning. We'll be back with a big 11 o'clock hour. Lots of Cardinals talk. To... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.